in, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Jeremy Toms, host of the Big Law Capitalist Podcast. Great to see you. Great to have you in. Uh, today's guest is Paul Wakeham. He is the CEO and co-founder of Townsquare, uh, which is a prop tech company he created about three years ago, and he's killing it. And I'm so excited to have a tech CEO on the podcast because I think people, especially in tech, are really nimble and they're really creative in how they can you know, create value for other people, right? So, I mean, it's, it's a high growth industry. And I think that sort of attitude is great for a podcast like this. It, you can learn not only from what he's doing, the technology and benefit from that, but his mindset is is second to none when it comes to finding opportunity and taking advantage of it. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Stick around till the very end. Uh, Paul is what you would term a digital nomad. And hearing that story alone will blow your mind because he's living his best life. And it's all about freedom of choice. He's, he chose to hit, jump in a van with him and his wife, and they're just hitting up Airbnbs in the Mountain West whenever they want month here, three months there. It's a really cool, really cool story. And I hope you guys can uh, stick around and hear that because I think that might be motivation enough for all of us to get after it. So um, without further ado, I want to bring in Paul. Let's go. All right, guys. And we're in there. Paul, man, thank you so much for jumping on with us, dude. I, uh, I'm pumped to have you. I think people are going to love your story and love what, you, what you're into. So um, thank you for jumping on the pod with me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I'm happy to be here. You are probably the like, I don't know, less than 10, maybe right around 10th podcast I've ever done. So I'm uh, I'm getting getting used to this. <laughs> well, dude, I think that's probably nine more than most other people have done. So like, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I appreciate you even looping me into the fold, man. Well, um, before oh, we like really dive in and I did a, a brief intro beforehand, but before we really dive in, I want to make sure people know you. Um, and so can you give us just a little bit of background? You know, where are you from? Uh, you know, where'd you grow up? And then also like, what did you get to, into early on in your career before you made the spin over to Town Square? Yeah, definitely. So I am now the co-founder and CEO of Town Square, which is a prop tech startup, uh, primarily focused on real estate investing technology. Um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and my first business whenever I was real young was washing cars, detailing cars. And then I got into landscaping and then sneaker sales and sold a bunch of sneakers throughout college. I got a pair of the red October Yeezys in college. And I'll never forget somebody tried to trade me their Cadillac CTS for this pair of shoes, like in a <laughs> back alley in the middle of Pittsburgh. So uh, I've been entrepreneurial for my entire life. Um, but when I graduated college, I got into real estate by starting a real estate photography company with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Um, Shannon bought me a drone for my graduation present. And I said, well, this is super cool. At the time, I was running a digital marketing company with a friend of ours whose wife was one of the largest real estate agents in Pittsburgh. And our business partner said, hey, you should come out and take photos with your new drone of my wife's listings. So I went out, took some photos with the drone, they were terrible. But then I drove <laughs> down the street and saw another for sale sign from another real estate agent and said, all right, let's see what happens. I called that real estate agent and she just so happened to be the largest real estate agent in Pennsylvania at the time, uh, selling like 
180 houses per year. Uh, so she said, yes, I want drone photos. Yes, I want everything that you have to offer. And can you take photos of the inside of houses as well? And I said, yes, of course I can. I had no idea how to take photos of the interior of homes. So I, uh, I totally faked it, put together a fake portfolio of properties that I had photographed. And uh, yeah, the rest was history. Now we own one of the largest real estate photography companies on the East Coast based in Pittsburgh. My wife now runs that while I've been trying to figure out the world of prop tech startups. Goodness gracious, man. And what, what's, the, what's the name of that company again, that, that photography company? Yeah, fly over properties. So it was like totally uh, <laughs> a not serious company. Whenever we started the business, we're like, what name can we come up with? And <laughs> we haven't ever changed the name before. Uh, so we're going to stick with it. So fly over properties. And my wife now runs that business while I do Town Square and the world of prop tech. To that, that's so cool, man. I, I'll I'll drill down on that for for a minute because I I too like you. Uh, and, incredibly entrepreneurial and like that i love that story right like just thanks it, it was one step of like okay i see opportunity and then another step of like initiative right you you kind of knew to go down the street and like you know pitch the same sort of deal and sort of realize like hey there's a whole market for this i can create a business out of this um that's so cool man i so i think i knew that but then you reminded me, I'm like, okay, clearly we need those services. So like, I, uh, I need to reach out to you after the pod to actually talk to you about that. Um, so that's really cool. And so, thank you. so from there, right. So, and you went to Pitt, am I, is, is that right? Uh, University yep. of Pittsburgh. So I went to Duquesne for my freshman year and thought, oh, this school's small. I need to go to a bigger school. I have a great GPA. Uh, and then I transferred to Pitt my, the year, the summer between my, uh, freshman and sophomore year and Pitt. Pitt kicked me in the face. Pitt is, uh, <laughs> it was another beast. I, I got totally demolished at Pitt. And I think I graduated with like a 2.6 GPA or something terrible like that. <laughs> so yes, I graduated from Pitt with a degree in economics, but it was brutal. I should have stayed at Duquesne. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it clearly worked out for you, man. So I'm, I'm glad to know that like, it doesn't always require like the, the GPA to, to make things happen. Um, and so from, from Pitt, you know, you have the, the photography company. When did you make the pivot over to Town Square? And then I would really want to dive into, you know, Town Square and like what you're offering there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, started the photography business in the middle to end of 2016. Uh, and then I was the only photographer for a long time. My wife, girlfriend at the time was uh, doing all the scheduling, handling all the communications with the different real estate agents. <clears throat> I was working some part time jobs while we were trying to build this business that we kind of fell into. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started doing some photography appointments for really big flippers, rehabbers, and really, really successful real estate investing focused agents in the Pittsburgh market. And I could see, okay, like these guys are making a lot of money, but really the guys that are making all the money are the big landlords that they're managing the properties for. And I'm taking photos of the properties for, um, and generally I just got really immersed with the real estate agents and the real estate investing companies that we were taking photos for. Um, mm -hmm. So I started listening to a bunch of different podcasts as everybody does that gets into real estate investing. I started listening to bigger pockets, um, started reading every single book that people recommended on there and got into real estate investing in the, the Pittsburgh market. I got my license, got access to the MLS. Um, I was with Coldwell Banker for a while. 
Um, and then I realized that there's no real estate without a seller. <laughs> Duh. Right. But I realized like, okay, there is no such thing as real estate. If somebody doesn't want to sell their house, I'm talking to all of these homeowners and all these real estate investors and all these agents about why people are selling their houses. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that everybody says the same, like four, maybe five, maybe six things. Mm-hmm. So I had access to the MLS. I was listening to all these podcasts about real estate investing and finding motivated sellers and all this stuff. And I know what motivates people to sell their house. So I taught myself how to code so that I could build an algorithm to interpret those reasons for people selling like debt, like divorce, like death in the family, like, um, uh, issues with the exterior of your house, like fines from the city. I built this algorithm to predict who was going to sell their house next so that I could sell more houses as an agent or mm-hmm. buy more houses um, wow. or wholesale more houses. Uh, and that was around 2018-ish that I dove into the world of Python and learning how to code. Okay. So a couple of things I want to, I want to, uh, go into on that. So, uh, just for, for the, the listeners, for those who aren't, you know, deep into, into the real estate game, hoteling, can you quickly just define what you mean by hoteling? Yeah. Yeah. So wholetailing is like a play on the word wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Um, so retail real estate is whenever I go to a real estate agent and say, Hey, John Smith, will you list my house? That's retail real estate. Wholesale real estate is a whole other thing where you half buy a house and then turn around and sell it before you actually purchase it. We can get into what that is. Wholetailing is the marriage of those two. So what I was doing was I was going out finding motivated sellers, taking down the property, purchasing the property, and then selling it to a buyer that I knew. Um, mm-hmm immediately after purchasing it. So uh, my my biggest win there that I, I love to talk about is I predicted the sale of a house right around the corner from where I was living at the time. And I ended up after two years of going through courts and all these different things that we could get into, but it's pretty complicated. Um, right. I purchased the house for a dollar and sold it to my landlord purchased it, took it down, took title, and then sold it to my landlord for 86,000, uh, the next day. So yeah, that was, uh, that was exciting. And that's a whole tale. Paul, man, welcome to the show. Goodness (laughs) gracious. That is fantastic. Oh Lord. That's awesome. I I have to mention that I did spend like 25,000 on attorney's fees. So (laughs) it's not like I had just $1 invested. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Man. Is, was that a con- just just for my own knowledge? Was that a conservatorship issue? It or? was. I, yeah, it was I one of the first it, yeah. ones in Western Pennsylvania. Yep, and that's been like a, a hot button issue. That for the audience, that's for another episode. But that is a really cool strategy. That um, it can be a little hairy as far as the legal issues to go into it. But like that, I'm glad you've introduced that concept because I'm definitely going to do an episode on that. Um, awesome. Good for you, man. So and so when you so you took it from there, so right? So you're you're um, you're at that point now, you're, you're deep into the sort of real estate agency piece of it, but you're realizing there's an opportunity there. You know, you sort of let, you know, um, listed off, you know, four to six things that you hear sellers say. And so you're like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a problem solver. And this is where the biz, I'm assuming this is where Town Square, the, the idea, the concept was born out of. Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I'm super outdoorsy. And at the same time that I was teaching myself how to code, I was rock climbing a lot. Um, and I met my co-founder, his name is Mitch. Um, I met him while rock climbing through some other rock climbing friends. And um, Mitch is 
brilliant. I mean, I say I quote unquote taught myself how to code. I didn't teach myself anything compared to, I taught myself the first letter of the alphabet compared to the entire alphabet that Mitch knows. Um, So I met Mitch while rock climbing and said, Hey, look, look at this deal that I just did. Look at this property that I just purchased. And I predicted that they were going to sell. At the same time, I was also getting into building some new construction real estate based on the predictive algorithm that I built. Um, And Mitch said, that's not an algorithm. That's just a bunch of list stacking. Let's talk about how we can actually work together. So through some rock climbing and some good time spent after rock climbing with Mitch, I said, let's do this. Let's make a business together. Let's create what has become Town Square. But that started in the middle of 2019. Mitch quit his job and quit his job so that we could create a truly predictive algorithm to predict who was going to sell their house next in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's go, let's dive into that further, man, because that is, that is so cool. Um, we're talking, we're talking about prop tech. We're talking about predictive technologies. I mean, we're, we're getting into the weeds and that, that is awesome because that's something that I know I don't deal with regularly whatsoever. And I'm sure the majority of our listeners don't either. And so, so when, when you say that, so you, you created, you know, the the software, you created the algorithm and you kind of dove deep into that world. What, what was it like then? moving from that step, right? Where you have the concept, you have the sort of product. Now it's like, okay, bringing it to market. You know, what, yep. is, what, what was that like? Yeah. So we created this algorithm uh, through the end of 2019. And I'll never forget, it was like January 13th or something like that, 2020, right before mm-hmm. the pandemic hit. I was driving around doing a photography appointment, picking up the slack for one of our photographers who wasn't on the job that day. Uh, And I got a call from Mitch and he said, dude, you're never going to believe it. We have 95% accuracy, meaning we could pull a list of 500 to 1,000 people that we would say 95% of them were going to sell their house in the next six to 12 months. So... Wow. We, we took that and we just ran a bunch of marketing against it for our own real estate investments. We did a bunch of direct mail. Uh, we did a bunch of text messages. We did a bunch of cold calling so that we could acquire those properties from the sellers that we predicted were going to sell and keep them for ourselves or wholetail them, buy them and then sell them for a profit. Um, so yeah, we did that through through the beginning of the pandemic, but then the data became so inaccurate because of the pandemic that Uh we decided to switch gears into what has become Town Square. But yeah, taking it to market was really just us uh, like activating the data, if you will. Like, How do we take action on the data that we have? Just knowing that somebody's going to sell is cool, but doing the marketing correctly around it, building the processes as the, you know, the data is just the top of the funnel. There's a bunch of stuff that has to happen after that to run a successful business. And uh, yeah, it worked out well until the data was too bad because of the pandemic. Right, right. Have, have you have you seen this? Just I'm just curious. Have you seen a shift back? Assuming you're still, you know, using this technology to to sort of see who's. No, no. no. OK, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we, we totally, totally set the algorithm aside because, uh, in Pittsburgh where we were working, CMU is based in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and CMU did a project, um, called WPRDC. I forget what it stands for, but WPRDC with Allegheny County where they structured all the data, like these 
super high level, brilliant computer engineers were structuring all of the publicly available data for Allegheny County. So that's why the algorithm was able to work is because we had this accurate, up-to-date, constantly updating data structured by CMU's finest and brightest. Um, But then when the pandemic hit and they shut down real estate in Pennsylvania for three and four months at a time, like you couldn't even do a closing, um, all the data got messed up. Everybody that we thought was going to sell was go didn't didn't sell. Everybody that we thought wasn't going to sell ended up selling, and uh, yeah, we just decided yeah. that we're going to switch gears and truly create a tech company and not just uh, a little business that was run on this algorithm. So we've set it right. totally aside and haven't revisited it. And so now, I mean, at this at this point, you've completely gone 100% committed to to Town Square. And so so let's talk about Town Square because I think that the concept. I, when you first, when I first met you, when I even, you know, heard about you and then, you know, got to, got a chance to jump on the phone with you, I was in, crazy impressed as far as like how you came up with the concept and then also like the benefit of it. And so I want to make sure Thank people you. understand. Yeah, for sure, man. I want to make sure people understand that, you know, um, understand the benefit of Town Square, like what, what they can use it for and what, you know, what it's for. And so like, uh, I wanted to have you dive in a bit on, on just the overall concept of it. And then also like what the value add is for the customer. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, Town Square as it exists today is a marketplace for real estate investors, wholesalers, wholetailers, landlords, really anybody that has enough experience in real estate to buy and sell properties themselves. You know, they have the attorneys, they have the notaries, they know all the comps, they know everything. They're essentially real estate agents, but they don't have a license. They just know how to buy and sell properties really quickly because they've been in the business so long. Um, We've created this off-market marketplace for real estate investors to post their properties. But we've also noticed that just having a marketplace for people to throw their deals at, it's cool, but it's like that's what Craigslist is. That's what Facebook Marketplace is. And I don't want to compete with Craigslist and Facebook (laughs) Marketplace. So we've taken that marketplace that we built and then we've built tools on top of that marketplace to support the real estate investors who engage with and bring those tools to the platform, like the ability to share properties with one another and leverage each other's assets on the platform, which we can get into. But yeah, at its core, Town Square is a real estate investors property marketplace with tools on top to support the real estate investors business. Awesome. And let's, I want, I want to dig into that a little bit because, um, the idea of sharing and then the idea of sharing, um, properties and leveraging, I, I want to dive into that. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So the like defining tool of town square is that you can bring a property to the platform and then you can bring your list of buyers. All these real estate investors have their own lists of buyers and, It might be your local attorney who's looking for an investment property, or it might be your doctor who's looking for an investment property, or it might be a gigantic hedge fund that's looking to purchase 10,000 properties in the next month all across the US and you've made a relationship with them. So the real estate investors have their property. That's asset number one. Asset number two is the buyers that they have to sell that property to. So We allow the investor to bring both of those assets to Town Square and upload their property and upload their buyer's list is what it's called. Mm. Um, And then we allow that user to send their property to their buyer's list so that you can send it out as an email, you know, say to that attorney or say to that doctor who's looking for an investment property, hey, I'm Paul, here's my deal, buy it, let's do this whole transaction through Town Square. 
So that's one of the defining tools. The other really cool thing that we've built is because both those assets, the property and the list full of buyers now sit inside of this technology platform, it kind of dawned on us that users should be able to share those assets with one another and give each other access to those assets. So what I can do on Town Square is I can say, hey, Jeremy, here's my deal. I see that you've uploaded your buyer's list of 800 people in Pittsburgh. Can I share my deal, my property with your buyers? And if you say yes, I promise that I'll split my profit with you. We put together a joint venture agreement and then you get to make money essentially by just having good relationships with your buyers and I get to access buyers I wouldn't otherwise have access to through this digital tool uh, to allow joint venture agreements to be established. That's an amazing idea, man. And you can do all of this within the app itself. That's right. That's fantastic, man. And, and, and so have you seen, uh, who's the typical, I would say, who's the typical investor that is, you know, sort of uploading, you know, the, the asset, right? The, the property they're looking to sell and also their buyers, buyers list, right? Like who's the, I know you mentioned investors, but is, do you have a typical sort of like ideal investor who's doing this? Yeah. So we recently joined a, a bunch of masterminds of like top notch um, wholesalers and uh, landlords that mm-hmm. have hundreds of properties to sell every month or every year. And that's usually what we're seeing is the guys that transact in high volume that keep their buyers continuously happy. They're the ones that are getting the most value from the platform. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so do you feel like at this point, I mean, because this, this is a full on tech company, right? So I mean, you are, you are looking at growth long term. Is this, do you feel like the growth long term, are you going to branch out or is because I find, you know, entrepreneurs tend to want to touch everything, right? Like that's why they're entrepreneurs. There's always something interesting. There's always, you know, you know, sort of like a dog chasing car, right? But like the, I think you've really kind of drilled down to like a really solid value add point, right? Yeah. And so you're growing this company. How do you, what do you see as far as like in the future for the company? How, how big do you want to go? Yeah. So I want to own the off-market inventory. And anytime anybody is looking for a house to buy, like the first thing you think of is I'm going to call my real estate agent or I'm going to look on Zillow. Most right. of the time it's, I'm going to Google my address on Zillow and it's going to pop up. I want to position town square as you know, there's 1.4 million transactions that happen every year around the country that aren't in the hands of real estate agents because you have these real estate professionals that know enough about real estate to transact off market. So I want to capture as many of those 1.4 million off market transactions on Town Square by providing value to those real estate professionals so that one day maybe we'll get acquired or we can figure out how to uh, add even more value to our customers that bring those 1.4 million uh, transactions to the platform. Uh, so I don't know if we'll, I, I know for sure I won't touch the the retail space. Real estate agents deserve a lot of credit for what they do. I, I don't <laughs> want to deal with retail sellers. I want to stay in the real estate investing lane. We tried the retail 
route. We tried to play in the real estate agent world and it didn't work out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to own off market inventory or have town square own off market inventory so that when somebody looks for a house, they look on Zillow for real estate agent controlled properties. And if they want an investment property, they look on town square. That's fantastic. You know, I, I love it. I love it because, you know, as a startup, you can be nimble, right? Like you, you, you can pivot where you need to. I mean, the pandemic is a perfect, perfect time and a perfect example of, of how you have to be nimble, you know, and sort of, and, and then you, as you get bigger and bigger and you, you add, you staff up and you start having, you know, all of these obligations, you become sort of like the Titanic. You can't really shift very quickly, you know? And so and not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it, it becomes harder, right? And so you've been in the early stage of this company, so you've been able to pivot where you've needed to and really find that value point for your customers. I think it's fantastic where you've ended up. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely the biggest learning that I've had since uh, really moving away from being the primary photographer at the photography company and <laughs> getting into this world of real estate technology is that uh, like this ability to move nimbly is super mm -hmm. important. And I've done it four or five times now since trying to build a tech company. Uh, I mentioned yeah. that we were in the retail space. And I think that's whenever you and I first met is we were running this like retail kind of marketplace. And we were connecting retail sellers with retail agents and full stop. Yep. It didn't work. It just, yep. it straight up didn't work. And we said, wipe our hands clean of this and go to the off market, go to the real estate investing world where we know uh, how to play. Absolutely, man. And, and I, I love it because that's a good segue. I think, I think one of the things I, I loved about meeting you is, is you had that entrepreneurial energy. Um, and you can always tell, right? Like you, when you start talking to an entrepreneur, you can feel like a different energy in the room, you know, and you had that, right? It's that like that vibe of like, I refuse to fail, you know? Um, yeah. So I wanted to kind of chime in or I wanted to dive in, you know, to your psyche a little bit um, and talk about your mindset, what got you to this point, what's getting you to the next point, what's, what's driving you to, you know, to one day be acquired, you know, and, and, and get to that level. Um, and it kind of, it probably goes all the way back to like, from when you were young, that entrepreneurial sort of mindset, that curiosity that then forms itself into, you know, an enterprise. What would you say has like been your, your driving belief or sort of like your, your driving motivation coming through, you know, not only this company, but the photography company and just getting up to these points, what would you say, would you, like, what would you attribute that to? Like, what, what's that sort of like belief system you have? Yeah, I think that it really all comes back to whenever I was in middle school and high school, I was like seeing my friends and I know it sounds weird, but like I was seeing my friends go out and like get jobs at Dick's Sporting Goods or get jobs at McDonald's or Sonic. And mm -hmm. like, I just didn't want to be told what to do. And like, you have to show up at this time and you have to be polite to the customers in this way and like follow some handbook of some person that is just older than me. Uh, so through that, I decided, okay, let me see what I can do with a lawnmower and a wheelbarrow full of mulch. Uh, and then I created a landscaping company. And it was like, whenever I was young and I saw all of my friends not enjoying what they were doing and not making any money uh, doing those jobs. But then I was with my brother and with my best friends and out there like doing hard labor as a landscaper, but in complete control over what I was doing. And if I woke up, drove around and put flyers in people's mailboxes and I worked really hard, I knew that at the end of the day, I had freedom to do whatever I wanted. Whereas my friends that were going to work at 
the other drive-throughs or Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, they didn't have as much freedom. So yeah, I think the the thing that drives me is just that. It's like it's just pure freedom. I want to be able to do exactly what I want to do whenever I want to do it. And the only thing that I've known to get me there is just brutally hard hard work <laughs> that's about it <laughs> I, love it I know exactly what you mean right and sometimes it's hard to even explain what you mean when you say hard work because people have different they have varying ideas of of what hard work is like varying degrees right and i think until you've seen or experienced true hard work it's hard to accurately understand what you mean by that but i i can tell you man i try not to say this often where it's like oh, like, oh i know how you feel like yeah but, yeah I can empathize in the sense that like it's a grind and you're doing it because you have a, a much bigger, a much bigger uh, picture in mind as far as like where you can take this thing. And so I can, I knew it with you the first time we talked, like you have sort of like an unlimited belief as far as like where you can take things. And so you're going to just go for it. And like you have that grind mentality and you're willing to do whatever it takes. Um, that just jumps off the screen when I, you know, when I talk to you, man, because thank you, that's how it is. I want to chat real quick about the freedom piece of it, because last time we talked, you were in my favorite part of the country, um, which was, uh, the mountain West. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you were heading that direction. You might've already been in Oregon, but I think yeah. when we chatted, I told you I, I I'm a massive fan of of uh of Wyoming. I have a buddy who lives out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah. And we used to do like an annual trip to go see him and we would go up to the mountains and and you 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 uh you kind of hit it, the nail on the head when we were talking about it. It's like a spiritual sort of movement, man. Like it just it just takes you away from like the chaos of of every day, you know, day in, day out, you know, the grind into like this this headspace that you can really kind of focus on understanding who you are, what you're going for, your goals, your motivations. Like it's so, it's such a fantastic region. So I wanted to chat with you because you're doing something really cool. You're like, you're just, you're going for it. You're out West now. So I wanted to kind of let the viewers know what you're up to. Yeah, definitely. So, um, in 2020, right as the pandemic hit, right as, <laughs> right as we were realizing that the uh, predictive algorithm business wasn't working, um, but the photography business was coming back online, uh, my wife and I took a one-month-long road trip across Colorado to see if we wanted to live in Colorado. Uh, so we visited four or five towns in Colorado, and we settled on Boulder, Colorado uh, mm. as like one of the last days that we were there. So at the end of 2020, October 2020, we picked up and moved all of our stuff to Boulder, Colorado. And at the time, my wife was running the real estate photography business totally remotely, quote unquote remotely, because you know our clients, the real estate agents that we're taking photos for, they're super happy. But Shannon, my wife, doesn't have to go out and take the photos. Our photographers are some of the greatest people alive and they go out and they interact with the real estate agents. So we picked up and moved everything, including my wife who was wanting, running the real estate photography business to Boulder, Colorado, stayed in Boulder for a year and a half, almost two years. And then again, picked up everything and said, our total life is remote. My co-founder, he's remote. Our director of sales for Town Square, he's remote. Our developers are remote. Uh, our team over in Pakistan is obviously remote. Um, everybody's remote. So why don't we pick up and move a lot? So in uh, April of this year, beginning of May, we decided that we were going to try and live in Airbnbs across the Mountain West. 
So I'm currently in Bend, Oregon for a month. I've been here for a week and a half or so. And I'm super, super, super fortunate to be able to have this freedom of traveling around at a month to three months at a time, testing out these beautiful mountain towns for where I might want to settle down or come back to in a year if I keep traveling around. So yeah, we're, we're fortunate to be traveling around across the mountain West right now. Unbelievable, man. That, that's so cool. Um, that is, Thank you. that is so cool. And, and the fact that you, you, you understand the, the, the underlying, you know, sort of benefit of it all is the freedom to choose, right? It's the freedom of choice. That's so cool. And it's something we preach on here. That's, that's the importance of financial freedom as well Is like, it's not so much you want to retire. It's more so you want to have a choice as to what you're doing. Yep. And, and being able to choose something that's actually going to be enjoyable for you and your family. That's unbelievable, dude. I'm tip of the cap to you, man. That's fantastic. Thank um, you. Well, so I, uh, I don't want to run over our time. So I want to make sure before we go, I want to make sure you have a chance to plug your, your socials, um, as well as town sound square. And then um, also the website. So feel free to plug whatever you want to, as far as uh, town square and, you know, your personal socials go. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, uh, my, my friends think I'm like a 65 year old retired person because I, I don't have, I personally don't have social media. I, I try to focus all of my time and all of my effort on town square. Uh, we're raising venture capital for this. So I'm, I have other people's money at work and other people's mm -hmm. money, making sure that I focus every single bit of my effort on Town Square. So you can find Town Square at TWNSQR. You can find our platform at TWNSQR.com. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I, same. We're like kindred spirits in that way. I am the same way. Like before we launched all of this, I was just a guy. I was a ghost in society. I existed yeah. only in, in the in the vacuum. So um, yeah. no, I totally get it, man. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you so much. I know no how problem. busy you are. Um, you have a lot going on. So I really appreciate you jumping on, educating the people. Um, to the listeners, thank you all for joining us. I really, really do appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, um, at Big Law Capitalist, also on LinkedIn, uh, at Jeremy Toms. And so I'll jump off now, Paul. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, hopefully we can catch up again really, really soon. We definitely need yep. to. And um, to the viewers, I'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Peace. All right. We did it. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. I really, really do appreciate it. Do me a big favor. If you want to be a part of the Big Law Capitalist community to stay up to date with all of our latest episodes, you got to hit that subscribe button. Super important. But I can't thank you enough for joining me this week. I'll see you next time. Peace.